Today, we're going to deep dive into content creation for accounting firms. And when I say deep dive, I am not messing around. We're going to talk to someone who didn't just go do you know, a blog post or a podcast. He's created a whole series of shows. So I'm super intrigued to learn more about that. And I may even ask him about niching, which he's also done with pretty intense focus. Um, so thanks for coming along with me to learn a little something all here on Drink While You Think, the weekly happy hour conversation between a couple of guys who are building their accounting firm in really weird ways. Uh, I'm your host, Kenji, and I'm really pumped today to have our guest host here, my man, Terrell. Terrell, welcome. Tell everyone who you are and what you're drinking today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so my name is Terrell Turner. Um, I, I lead the TL Turner Group. Um, as you said, I mean, we started off really creating cr- a crazy approach of using content to try to build a firm during a pandemic. And the idea has turned out to do pretty well. And so today, I'm actually drinking a kombucha today because I still got a lot more work to get done <laughs> after we finish. <laughs> smart man, smart man. See, yeah, I'm winding mine down. I always have something funky, but kombucha, I actually love kombucha. Um, I've been doing a little bit of home brewing here at home is one of my COVID hobbies. I've still been doing it, but that's another thing you can do is kombucha. And my, my, me and my wife are big fans of kombucha. So I haven't um, brewed any yet, but I've had some requests to brew kombucha. I'll let you know if I'm okay. doing that. Um, I'm going to go with the local Atlanta brewery today. Uh, this one is called The Way. It's by one called Bold Monk. I actually got a chance to go there. My wife and her company leadership team had a little thing there the other um, uh, a little bit ago. So I got to stop in. Really, really cool spot in Atlanta for folks who want to check it out. And uh, this is uh, it's a triple, which is a Belgian ale. These guys specialize in Belgium. And it's, whoa, 8.8%. That's got some... <laughs> Heavy hitting, heavy hitting, rolling into the holiday <laughs> weekend here. But um, hey man, cheers! Glad to have you here. Thanks, Terrell, for for coming by and hanging with us. So, um, I love the label on that though. I mean, it's that, cool, that, that's cool. It's got a nice, clean, like classic. I like it when it's you know. I always, I always have a hard time centering it. The way, bold monk. The way it just has a good kind of powerful, good name like it. Um, reminds me of what is it? The Mandalorian. This is the way or whatever they, they say on that one. My kids love that show. Um, all right. Well, we got a chance to connect very briefly at AICPA Engage out in Vegas. And we're probably going to get a chance to talk here longer than we did actually when we were in Vegas. <laughs> but I was super intrigued because um, when we were talking and then I, we kind of connected, I was following up. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, Scott Scarano, who's a great connector within the ecosystem, was like, hey, man, you got to meet my man Terrell. He does podcasts. And so I kind of looked it up because I'm always curious about who else is doing podcasts. And what I was blown away by, I was like, okay, where's this podcast? And I was like, I pulled it up and I'm going to do a quick screen share. So for those who are listening to the podcast, who are not watching on YouTube, you're going to miss out a little bit on this visual here, but um, I'll try to talk you through it. But so I went and I'm like, I'm going to go pull up like the YouTube page for this is business talk library. And I was like, Oh, this isn't a podcast. And I started scrolling through the videos and I'm scrolling right now for those of you can't see. And this thing just keeps going and going and going. I'm like, it just doesn't end. It's like, it's like, it's like being inside a Netflix or something. Like there are so much content here. I'm going, I mean, 
finally, I think I got to the end. I mean, stuff from four years ago, man, you've got some serious, legit content. How did this start? Like, how in the world did you come up with this? And how did it become not just a podcast, but multiple series of shows? Unbelievable. You know, it, it started when I was still working in corporate and I used to work around I used to work around a lot of engineers. So a lot of aerospace engineers, or as they would remind me, they were rocket scientists. So, <laughs> Of course, so, you got to say that, right? They got to flex a little bit on there, you know. <laughs> and, you know, and every now and then they would ask me like questions about the business and they're like, well, I don't understand this or I don't understand why they're telling me I need to reduce the inventory. I needed to build all these products. But I'm like, we're trying to manage cash flow. And they just could not get it into where I would just like pull some of them to the side, find an empty whiteboard, and I would draw some pictures on the board. And they'd be like, okay, that makes more sense. And when I started doing that, I was like, I wonder how many other people don't understand concepts like this. And so I just started creating videos when I was working, explaining concepts like this, because I'm like, I'm sure there are probably other engineers other supply chain people that don't understand concepts like this. And when I started doing it, you know, a lot of engineers started reaching out to me, even like I was working at General Electric at the time. And Mm -hmm. some of the executives that reached out to me, I'm like, hey, I saw your video. It was really, really good. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how the content like really started. And, And part of it was, I was a little tired of like re-explaining the same. <laughs> I figured there's probably some of that. Like, all right, let's stop with repetitiveness here. But, but, uh, but, like, did did you have? Um, I guess prior to this, so you went from kind of okay, whiteboard. Let's all gather around. Come in this conference room or Terrell's office. And, um, but had you then you moved into video? Had you done any kind of video work before? Like, you know, just getting comfortable in video, or, or was this totally brand new? So, you know, the original idea that I had was I was just going to write a blog and I was just going to use some type of analogy that people can relate to, write a blog and then post it out there. My wife was watching some marketing content. She was like, you know, you've always said you want to own, you know, you want to run your own business. Well, you got to learn how to do the marketing. You should do video. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And to be honest with you, because I didn't have the confidence to actually get on camera to where she kept asking me for like two weeks. And I was like, okay, all right, give me some time to practice. And so literally like after work, I would go. And at the time we lived in Cincinnati, so our house had a basement. I would literally go in the basement, (laughs) set up my cell phone and practice. I love it. I love it. That's like you end up hearing though, all these, you know, creators and artists, they've got, you know, the basement, their lab, the dungeon, right? Where they go and kind of work on their craft. That's what you were doing. That's what you were doing back in Cincinnati, working on the, you know, building up this craft, but that's, that's incredible. And also I'm struck by the fact that um, as usual, here's another story about our, our spouses, our wives, like, yep, they typically know what's best, right? She was right, right? Right. That's a great way to engage an audience. But um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and so, I mean, for me, it's like one of my big concerns was like um, accountants aren't known for having like the best personality. Like, like I'm an accountant and I don't have like a a face for camera is what I was telling her. I was like, I don't have the person. I don't have the voice for camera or the voice for audio, but I'm just like, I'm going to do it anyway. And then I just continued to kind of just press with, I was like, okay, give me 10 days to practice. 
And I will say those first 10 videos I did were horrible. <laughs> they were so bad that I didn't even let her see them. I was like, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> It, it, yeah. I mean, it's amazing, right? I think you it always, even when I go back and watch some of our stuff, I don't like watching this very often. I do it on occasion because I think it makes you better and you listen for things. You're like, oh, I have to improve and stop saying the word um or whatever they are. But it just, you hear your own voice and you're, and you think to yourself, oh, that's how I sound. That's awful. Or you look at yourself and like, man, am I really looking like that these days? Like, oh, that's who, who would want to watch this, right? I mean, it's, it's hard to build confidence when you're you pick it. You're, we're our own worst critics, I think, sometimes. Absolutely, and, and you know, and that was one of those things that, like, I, I, I was like, okay, all right, let me. Maybe if I do it and I don't watch it, and so she agreed to like she would do because at, at the beginning I was doing the editing, like I would film and then I would get in there and I would edit, and she was like, well, I'll do the editing that way you don't have to like watch it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Then I just got in the mode to where I can just keep creating, and she would take care of the editing. And then like, so she give me some feedback and stuff like that to where it kind of lowered that whole me being self-conscious because I didn't have to watch it afterwards. And once I started creating like just a habit of creating constant content and then like I said, she got a promotion with her job she was doing. So her work picked up. But by that point, I had enough confidence to be able to take the editing back on. Um, and I was still working a full-time job at the time as well. And so like, we were, we were kind of like sharing the editing portion of it. And I was just like, you know what, this is a tool to help get a message out. And so by the time, like I, uh, my last job that I took before I started my firm was, I was a finance director for a tech company Mm -hmm. and some of the videos I had created, like some of the board members saw it and, (laughs) they'd asked me about it and they were like, Hey, you know, what's, what's that all about? And I told them, it was like, it's really cool. I really like it. Like you should do some of that here. <laughs> it's like, Oh, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I started finding like there was a, a, an even bigger appetite for it. So when I left that job and it's like, Hey, I'm starting my own firm. It's just like, Hey, you've already created a roadmap for getting your voice out there. And marketing is one of the things that a lot of firms struggle with. Just keep using the tool you've already created. And so that's how it's kind of evolved into what it is now. That's amazing. I I think that that's, um, that's a, I really appreciate you sharing that because it does such a good job of showing your evolution into this. Someone who probably like most, all of us, you're not comfortable being in front of the camera. Like we weren't out, you know, you know, working as an anchor person for some news crew or something and it suddenly became into accounting and sure, I'll just go and create videos. I mean, this is not natural for pretty much all of us, but so hearing how you had to work and practice at it, um, you had someone, you know, giving you encouragement in your wife, but then also, you know, those engineers, those board members, people seeing it and going, Hey, I really like that. Like that's a really good bit of feedback. I know it's probably at times scary when you're, you know, I remember my first time, like you push that, like, publish button onto YouTube and you're going, okay, what's going to happen? Am I going to have all these comments of like people like, what are you doing? Like, you're the worst, terrible. Like if I could thumbs down, you know, I'm going to thumbs down you. And, and I think that's, that's tough, but I hear that it takes a little bit of practice, put it out there, be yourself. Don't sweat too much the, how you sound or what you look like. I mean, it's just kind of practice and repetition. And it sounds like then by the time you launched your firm, it sounds like that was probably a pretty big piece of the firm was like, yes, we are absolutely using video. 
as part of the marketing platform, as a way to go ahead and acquire customers. At that point, you were ready. Like you were ready to like just go ahead and, you know, use that as a huge avenue for customer acquisition, I assume. So and is that what you find um, today? Have you seen the results of that to where in your firm, are you are you getting flow from, from that or from podcast? How is that, you find that working for you from a customer acquisition standpoint? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely played a huge role in growing the firm because prior to leaving my, you know, my, my last corporate job, like back in what, March of 2020, I had met with some of the CPAs and some of the fractional CFOs throughout Charlotte to where I just went on LinkedIn, looked them up and sent them a message said, Hey, I'm thinking about leaving my career job and want to start a firm. Would love to pick your brain. You know, I send a message to 10 of them, seven of them replied. We set up a meeting and I talked to them. And one of the things, a lot of them that I asked them is like, how did you find clients? And a lot of them say, well, they got out and they went to networking meetings. They shook hands. Well, my last day on my job was March 30th of 2020. <laughs> and I said, I'm not going to be out shaking anybody's hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, no. So, so I was like, I got to find another way to like meet people. And wow. so yeah. I was like, I already felt comfortable being on camera. And one of the things that I realized, I was like, you know what? A lot of people have a message to share, but they just don't feel comfortable like being like the host of whatever it is. So I'm like, why don't I just create the platform? I'll be the host. I'll ask them questions, make them look and feel like the star of the show. Yeah. And so I just started reaching out to other business owners to interview them as guests on the show. And some of those business owners became clients. Some of them saw the show and they had a friend who who needed an accountant. So they referred me. And that's kind of like, I would say in, in the first year, it was really getting the voice out there and then really started seeing more people were like, hey, I saw your show and I saw that you do accounting. Would love to talk about you helping my company. Yeah. So, so talk about that. I mean, I guess that's how was amazing to me of seeing like, wow, this wasn't one just show, but it really kind of branched out into almost a bunch of different series. Is, as you described it there, is that how it started? You know, you end up with, you know, it looks like there's some around, um, you know, just helping small businesses or some around law firms. You've got, I mean, how how many of these series or almost channels do you have now? It's It's incredible. Yeah, so we've we've done uh, we've done a couple different series. So the ones you know we're probably running about five at any given time, <laughs> and so we started off originally with just the business talk library, and that was me sitting down with business owners and entrepreneurs because starting out I didn't know like what niche I wanted to mm-hmm. focus on. So I'm like, I'll talk to any business owner who'll sit down, have a conversation with me because you know it was two part. One is being, starting my own firm is I had to learn how to be a business owner right. and I had to learn how to connect and understand the pain points of business owners. So I'm like, why not just have them on the show, ask them questions about their pain points, ask them, hey, what were some of the lessons that you learned? Because I needed to understand both. And so we just had a, I had a lot of different business owners on. And after doing that one for a year, I started realizing like, maybe I want to specialize in supporting restaurants. So we started the food and finance show and I just had restaurant owners on. And after listening to some of their pain points, I was like, you know what? I'm not sure if I can develop scalable processes with this. 
So maybe we'll look at a different industry. So yeah. then we we looked at, you know, I ended up doing some consulting with lawyers and I was like, you know, we found a sweet spot. Like I understand the pain that they're dealing yeah. with and I understand how to solve their problem. We started the law and finance show where I sit down with law firm owners and we talk about their journey of starting their business. And I get to understand their pain points a little more. And it allows me to do some market research. So I go back to my team and say, hey, here's some of the pain points that law firms are having when it comes down to finance and that side of their business. So we know how to improve our marketing. We know how to improve our sales pitch. We know how to improve our delivery to our target audience. Yeah, I, that is such a smart way to go about it. Um, I think of finding a niche, of finding who your customers are going to be. And I think that many firms and businesses don't go about it that way. Um, I, I think that you know it's, it's almost like having the courage to really go out there and ask some questions and just listen for a yeah. while. And in doing that, and you just built a platform around that, like, hey, not only am I going to listen, I'm going to get a, give them a mic. I'm going to give them a chance to kind of get their word out, which is helpful for them. So you're giving them an opportunity to promote themselves and for uh, to share the, you know, their entrepreneurial journey. But also at the same time, you're getting to listen. You're getting to get all that yeah. great you know, feedback. And so you're listening and thinking, okay, I like these businesses, but actually I'm not sure I can build to your point, a scalable process around serving them. Yeah. Um, hey, on to the next one. I think there's a lot of, it's a great message for, I think how firm owners can think about how to, how to go out go about and like figure out that niche. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to go and follow what Terrell did and create, you know, all these different series and shows. But I think the point being, you do, you really should talk to folks, right? I think that's an area that's hard when you're maybe if the folks are introverted or they're maybe a little more isolated, but like finding ways to do that, whether it's through video or face-to-face of like, just go talk to folks and spend time. And you'll usually figure out like, oh, that's a problem I can help with. I can maybe build a business. Yeah. I can maybe scale that. We did that well before podcasting was into this. And that's how we found one of our niches. And we'd worked in technology for quite a while, but we office in a big tech co-working space, right? So we are around technology companies and hearing and asking questions. They're all of our friends. They're our next door neighbors. When you spend time in those communities and you engage and you listen to them, I mean, they're serving up where you're like, hey, if you had this solution, I would buy it from you. I mean, that's all, they're <laughs> almost telling you exactly that, right? But you just have to ask the questions. You have to get out there and do it. And I, I think you're super unique the way you did it. And like, cool, give them a platform, give them something they can speak about. And I can learn at the same time. Um, what is that? So what does that cadence or rhythm look like now for you? How, how much time, you know, do, do you have to spend on working on content, working on videos that it sounds like it's a pattern, a habit, a cadence you've built and you've probably gotten, you've probably changed it over time, but like, how, how how much now is that part of your regular routine, your your daily, weekly rituals? Yeah, I mean, it, you're totally right. It drastically changed over time because, like, in the beginning, like one of the things that I knew is like, Terrell, you started your firm, you don't have any clients, so spend as much time as you can on this. Talk to as many people as possible, and I think as we started to onboard more clients, I'm like, okay, all right, how do I cut? You know step back from making as much content and yeah. focus on serving the clients, but still keep it using the content as a way to connect with more people, to understand more of the pain points 
Um, and so now we probably like ours kind of our schedule now is we release about three scheduled episodes a week. So there's a wow. Monday, a Wednesday, and then a Friday episode. So um, and one of the things that I realized in doing a lot of the content and talking to a lot of business owners is that there are more businesses out there that need us than we have the capacity to support. So one of the things that my wife and I did, because her background is finance and accounting as well, is mm. her and I, we started, you know, we recently, we've done a show where we talk about finance concepts and we've kind of changed the name um, on it a little bit, but it's always been us talking about our expertise and like, hey, right. here are some finance concepts, here are some strategies that, you know, small and medium sized businesses can implement. And so now, you know, we operate that under, you know, the stuff your bookkeeper isn't telling you, because we realize that's a big pain point for a lot of small and medium sized businesses that they have a bookkeeper that they've been paying, but that bookkeeper isn't really giving them enough insight. So we started that show and that's about a 45 minute conversation. So, you know, for my wife and I filming it, let's say it takes an hour to film it. And the way we structure each of the episodes, and, and I'll give this for a hint for anyone who's yeah. looking to create content, is it used to take us about like twice as long to edit. Now it takes me maybe 15 minutes to edit any content. And part of that is because of the way we structured it is that everyone knows the value you get from content is being able to create clips that you can use and then post on social media and stuff. Yeah. And one of the things that I realized is like, we were spending hours trying to re-listen to the whole episode and find a clip to where I was like, you know what, let's just have the conversation, let it flow. Um, we'll play the intro like while, live while we're recording, let it flow. And at the end of it, before we hit stop, we'll pause for a second and then, hey, what was the biggest point that you made during that conversation? Repeat it then. And now we know the clip that we need is at the very end. So now it makes the edit process extremely easy because now when you edit it, you go right to the end. Those last two minutes are your clip. And that's what we use for social media. And that took our editing from like, you know, two hours down to like 15 minutes wow. per episode. So we can like crank out content. <laughs> I, you, you, you beat me even to the punch, but it was perfect timing. Cause I was like, as I always want to, with these, just share things that we're doing, what you're doing to other firm owners, right? That's our audience. We're trying to build a better accounting profession through the way that firms, you know, help small businesses. And, and so sharing those experiences, I was going to ask like, Hey, what are some tips? And that's a great tip. Cause I think that's the same thing we found too, was we, we felt like, oh, we need to go in there and do all this editing work. And yes, yeah, sifting through video takes a long <laughs> time. Um, and I actually like love the way that you've done that because we've done a little bit the reverse of it, but similar to where um, I go through and I structure out the beginning, the intro of this, which is all kind of scripted. I want to read it out. And it's kind of in a set format that runs for about 60 to 90 seconds. And where I where I do where I try to frame up the conversation that we want to have, try to put some some boundaries around it, um, but then also um, it kind of gives a good soundbite. Like right, our team yeah. can take that and say, "Hey, I'm going to clip that intro. I know exactly what hashtags to use." They can kind of listen to almost the first two minutes and have a sense of like what we're talking about here, and it can do all the social pieces done. And also, I found that it um, it really helps 
the listener, like the listener may be like, oh, another one of Kenji's, you know, Matthew's silly, you know, they're going to have a beer and talk about something. But we might hook them if we if we introduce what we're talking about in the first 60 seconds, they may go, oh, you know, I may, I may hang around a little bit. Like they're talking about content creation with Terrell. I mean, I, I'm kind of down for that. And so I had heard that from some other podcasts and listening to other people and um, of building some hooks in there. But it is amazing. I know our we're, we're fortunate we have some of our marketing team folks who come back into the editing. But as soon as we started doing it in a planned, scheduled way, just like you schedule and plan on the back end, they were like, thank you so much for doing this. You just made the editing process so much easier, right? So I think that's a great tip uh, as people get into this of like, just do a little bit of planning up front and you can save yourself a lot of time. I may be speaking directly to our buddy, Scott Scarano, who we already mentioned once, who <laughs> Scott just goes all over the place. And I think he's got so much stuff to edit that, you know, his stuff sits there in the can for a long time, but you can't, you can't you know, mess with Scott's process. That That's funny. Cause Scott and I, when we were, when we were on our, I call it when we were on our hike, walking from the cosmopolitan over to the hotel where we yeah, met. Venetian, like, yeah. We were walking down the sidewalk and that was one of the things we were, him and I were talking about. And he was saying, man, you know, he was like, I just got so much stuff in the queue because I'm trying to go back and find clips. And I told him, I was like, you know, oftentimes, like if you try to do the clip up front, most people don't, you know, they don't, they don't have like the flow good enough to do the exactly. clip up front. I was like, just have the conversation. And then afterwards tell them, Hey, what was the number one point you made that you want to repeat? Yeah. And then just record that again at the end. I'm like, it will make your editing process a lot simpler. Like you'll get your clip so fast yeah. and you'll be able to get through your backlog. Cause I was like, yeah, if you don't, you're going to be spending like two hours per episode. And then his episodes aren't short. So. No, they are not short. They are not short. It takes a lot of work. I think that's one of the other takeaways I would give for folks thinking about content is, um, and, and you, you've you exemplified this the best, is just try to be consistent. Like you don't, I mean, just try your best to um, put something out there. Just put something out there. I mean, for us, we just talk about something that happened during the week at Acuity. Apparently some people find that interesting, but just put it out there and get on a regular, consistent basis. And then um, it allows you, at least, at least allows me not to feel like, oh my gosh, we're three weeks behind or we have all these, that kind of builds up and builds pressure versus like, I'm going to kick something out real quick. Just, you know, go with the flow, just kind of keep it light, keep it loose. And I think just, I've always been surprised by what stuff lands and what doesn't. Like, I'll think this episode, some episode is going to be great. And like, nobody listens to it. Or um, other ones that I didn't think much about next thing you know, it blows up. Right. And I, I don't know. Do you do you do much on in your case, Terrell, of um, really looking at all the analytics behind, like how many watches and views and things? It's something that I've talked to other folks. I we don't do a whole lot of that, honestly. I don't. I don't look at it a whole lot. I know some people look at it a lot. Where are you in the terms of analytics on all your shows? I mean, are you relentless about it, or you're like, no, nope, we're going to put it out in the world, and whatever happens, happens. Where do y'all fall? Yeah, I really don't spend that much time looking at it. I mean, I, I, I've talked about, you know, having my, you know, my, my, my assistant, her going back and, you know, maybe drop it into a spreadsheet so I can quickly see it. Maybe I can draw a chart, but I haven't really cared as much about, hey, the stats, because one thing that I have learned, like you said, is 
the stuff that I thought, oh my gosh, this is really going to hit well. It's like, it got almost no views. And then the stuff that I was just like, I don't know how this is going to go. And it's just like, oh, that performed well. And I was like, there are too many factors that are outside of my control. And marketing is not my like, maybe if I was a marketer, I would probably, you know, break it down and understand the science of it. But I'm just like, you know what, the, the content is serving the purpose. And I'm like, if because I've had I've had some videos where I had four views on it, but it let one of those four people was eventually a client that's now paying me like 30 grand a year. So I'm yeah. just like, that's a good ROI. That's a great ROI. Yeah, that's a, that, I, I was just going to say that to where I think being a little obsessed with analytics. I mean, it's helpful, right? We want to have a sense of whether what we're saying is at least being heard. But I've said I have the exact same experience. And I'd tell this to anybody listening is you never know if you have one, two, four, 400, 4,000 listens, you just don't know any one of those could be important. We've had those two where um, I can think of two examples where um, our head of sales was in the middle of a sales call with someone and they finished up the call and he's like, hey, and, and the the prospect gave him is like, hey, I need to, could you guys go get, give me answers on this, 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 and this, which our sales director that has to kind of go back and and then he's like, sure, sure, I'll do that. And the sales process is getting extended and we got to do more follow-up and all this. And then about 10 minutes later, the prospect emailed back to our head of sales and was like, ah, don't worry about it. I actually just like happened to see your two founders on their little beer drinking episode. And he's like, I don't know. I just felt like those are a couple of folks that I could see myself having a beer with. I'm like, he's not, he's forget about those questions. Let's go ahead and sign up. Right. And you're like, what? And we've had that. We've had something similar with um, prospective employees who've been out looking for, for, you know, looking at us and interviewing with us who said, Oh, that was really helpful. Like I get a good sense of a vibe of how you all operate and like, and you're pretty transparent about how you work as a firm. Like that just enticed me. Right. So those are like, prospects for clients or, or employees, like, you know, maybe only one person listened to it, but it changes the trajectory of how we get to work with them. And it's just so incredible. And it just, you just never know like how that's going to end up going. So I love the, the sense of just put it out there in the world, say, say what you kind of feel, get on a good rhythm and cadence and, and let it just kind of go. And, and to your point, don't let it consume you with too much time on the editing. Cause that'll, that'll eat you up. That'll be the way to like, yeah. you know, you know what? This is too much work. I got to go serve some clients. I got to go pay some bills. I got to go close my own books, right? So it's just, it's just tough, I think, sometimes. Because so. one thing I, I've, I've told a couple of people, I was like, you know what? You may spend so much time making these very, very tight, awesome features in your editing. The people who watch it may never even notice it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's one of those things that I realized, like, you know what? Is your message that you're trying to communicate, does this editing or what you're trying to do, does it stop you from getting your message across? And I'm like, if you can get your message across, I would say, yes, it may not be perfect. It may not be Hollywood status, but that's not what they're looking for. That's not what they expect anyway. Right. And I mean, when you think about it, when you put it on any social media platform, like you don't really understand how their algorithms work. So you don't know where this is going to show up in someone's right. feed. You have no clue. You have no idea. And, and I like it. Um, I, I've been very open about this, even with Matthew, about that. I There's a little bit of selfishness to doing this too. Like I, 
I want to do things I enjoy. And it, of course, I want them to have a positive business aspect to it. I'd like them to help other people out there. But I'm like, let's make sure it's something first that we enjoy doing, which is why Matthew and I said, hey, let's do ours on a Friday. We're kind of done with the week. We love to kind of talk a little bit of shop and like kind of transition to the weekend, maybe while we're having, you know, a little bit of happy hour moment. We like to talk to our friends like you and I like hear what they're doing. Um, like, let's be a little selfish and like make sure it's stuff that we enjoy talking about. And if that's the case, there's probably a few other folks who'll jump on. And then also selfishness in, I think it has helped me over time become a better communicator because I can look oh. back at how I've communicated. Did I do it effectively? And I think about times when I'm in front of at a company meeting or I'm speaking to our employees or whether it's, you know, someone at a conference and maybe I'm speaking. I do think that just doing this every week helps on some communication preparation. And I just think, how could that ever be bad? How could that ever be bad? If I can hone that and get better at it and I can go look at it and go, I need to change this. I need to change that. Uh, it's just a, there's so many ways I think that, that putting out content like this can, can help you. And it goes the same way for, for writing and blogging, posting too. That's a great way to get messages out. It for me was a really tough one. I struggled getting written content out. I'll take the video side any day, but uh, lots of great benefits out there. I think to great and good content. And I mean, what you've done is just extraordinary. I mean, over 9,000 people in your community. Um, it looks like about almost 400 videos, five shows. You got multiple courses. I mean, and that's only been in what, like two years time? You, yeah, I mean, years. Some of it's been a little bit before that, but like two years time, that is incredible, man. That is truly, truly impressive. Really is impressive. So <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. It's it definitely been a, a fun journey. And, and I think I totally agree with you on that that some of that selfish aspect is just the amount of personal development you go through in creating content is just phenomenal. I mean, cause even when I think about myself of just being able to communicate a message um, and even like my, and, and I'll say this for all the people who are married out there. It's like, you know, when your spouse comes to you and says, you know what, I feel like we can have better conversations. Your <laughs> communication skills have improved. <laughs> So, well, yeah, it's because I'm, you know, I should tell my wife, yes, because I'm having having a beer with my friends, you know, on video. Uh, but I will say, mine who's sitting in the other room asked me, she's like, hey, and she knows like it's four o'clock on a Friday, like, hey, who are you talking to today? Right. And I was like, oh, I'm talking to Terrell. I met him at ASCPA Engage. And so it has become a very part of kind of my rhythm of the week. And it's something I look forward to every week. You get the chance to talk to someone like you and are just talking about what we're doing at Acuity. And so I hope that, um, you know, this, lands for other folks who are thinking about whether it's podcast or video or doing both. Cause it's not hard these days to kind of do a bit of both of these. Um, sounds like, I mean, I would recommend anybody if you've got questions about how to do it, first of all, take a look at business talk library. I mean, this is really, really well done. What you've created in a very short amount of time. And then like Terrell, what's a good, what's a good way for folks to connect with you? How do you prefer to connect with folks in the profession? If they want to reach out and ask you about what you're doing, or just maybe get a few pointers or things. Yeah, I would probably say LinkedIn is probably the easiest way yeah. is it's Terrell A. Turner, comma, CPA on LinkedIn. Um, if you go to my page, you'll see something from the Business Talk Library there. You'll know you're on the right page. <laughs> <laughs> you will know. You will know that when you land on his LinkedIn page, that he this man knows content right here. He knows content. And the firm, again, is T.L. Turner. Is that right? Uh, yeah, the uh, T.L. Turner Group. Yep. Teal Turner Group out of Charlotte, North Carolina, just up the road from us here in Atlanta. Uh, man, it's been a pleasure to have you on. 
Let's do our quick ratings. Um, again, we can't rate your kombucha on here, but so we well, okay, you gotta give us a rating of from one to five. You can use quarter point increments of how good this kombucha was. Um, and you gotta well, tell us what, I would what, say, what was it again? What kind did you have again? So this one is the blueberry ginger. Um, okay. I would say if five is the best, I would give this one a four. Ooh, okay. Um, the, the flavor is really good. And um I would say it's not like too, too harsh when you drink it. So mm-hmm. I think it's really good. But I'd also like to rate, I mean, can I rate the graphics on the drink that you're drinking? Yeah, yeah, we'll do a little <laughs> hybrid one. We'll, we'll pull it up here. Um, and so here's what I'm drinking. Hopefully you can see this here. Um, again, this is the Bold Monk. I'll hold it up in the screen. It's got this kind of cool graphics. You can see it here on the screen on the can. Um yeah, go with your okay. How would you rate this can first of all on zero to five, Terrell? I would say that can is definitely a four point five. I mean, because yeah. when I, you know, just looking at, it, I was like, you know, that I I need to see what that's about. <laughs> it just kind of pops, right? It's got it's you know, that, that, the good contrast on the background. It's like, yep, there's something there that I like the name, Bold Monk. Um, I agree with you, and as I say for a beer too, I really like it. I'm a big fan of Belgian beers. It's kind of you know, probably the country that probably produces the most different kind of beers. Um, it was, even though it was a heavy, almost nine percenter, it didn't taste that heavy, which is always dangerous, but really good beer. The way I'm going to go, um, I was going to go about a four. So we're going to blend it and call it a four, two, five, uh, between me and Terrell. Since he liked the graphics, I did too. I like the beer. That's a good, strong rating for a beer there on Untapped. Don't forget to follow along all the crazy things we're drinking out there, but, um, but yeah, I guess we'll finish it with this. Really appreciative having you on. Uh, I would recommend anyone checking out all the different shows and series on Business Talk Library with Terrell. Uh, appreciate you being on, man. Really grateful to have you here. So, Hey, thanks for having me. Well, cheers, everyone. Uh, feel free to drop us a comment. Let, let Terrell and I know, like, what are... What are y'all doing for content out there? Send us links to things you're doing out there. We'd love to look at it, be inspired by what their accountants are doing. So leave us a comment, subscribe to the show, uh, and we'll see y'all next time. Thanks, everyone.